And good morning to all of you. Hello. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Talks Radio. And um, I'm Eileen Grimes. I am the host of the show. And I'm an astrologer. And this morning we have on Jackie Slevin, who is from New New Jersey. She's going to be on. We're going to be talking about a bunch of different subjects. But one of the things, it's sort of a continuation from last week. Because last week, if anybody didn't hear it, I did for the Astro Celebrity of the Week, Leonard Bernstein, who was the composer of West Side Story and a number of other different things. But this morning, um, this was Jackie's suggestion, and I liked it. So we're going to be doing uh, Stephen Sondheim this morning, who was a lyricist for for, uh, West Side Story, as well as we're going to pull in Brita Moreno because she just had her 90th birthday on the 11th. So we're going to be kind of doing both of those, and we'll be topping off and talking about other related things to them. So it's going to be fun. And also, I have to, you know, hi, Jackie, how are you? Good, thanks, Eileen. How are you today? I'm good. I just wanted to, um, I just realized this morning that tomorrow Venus is going retrograde. Well, on my end, when I was pulling up a chart earlier this morning, yeah, it said Venus was stationing today. So maybe, you know, we're on the opposite ends of the continent. So. Oh, yes, three hours yeah. difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on one end, it is the other isn't isn't. Yeah, well, we are within 24 hours of it. So that's right. Go. Yeah. So I sort of forgot about that this morning. I thought it was this morning, but I looked on the thing. It says 19th. So that's tomorrow. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens during that. So I thought we'd talk a little about Venus retrograde, too, just in principle, a little bit later on in the show, because it's going to be something we're going to be dealing with for the next five weeks. So why not? You know, why not? Why not? Indeed. Okay, so we're going to be talking about both Stephen Sondheim and also Rita Moreno and their charts. I have their charts right here. God bless Nathan from the studio, and God bless you, too, for sending those charts <laughs> over because I forgot all my stuff this morning. <laughs> I was so upset when I got out of the car. It's not here. Uh, you know, my little bag full of notes and, you know, and the stuff that I use for the show. It was at home. So anyway, we all had to kind of pick up and, and punt at this last hour trying to figure out what I needed. So thank you both very much for helping me out here because it wouldn't have been fun. So anyway, we're going to take a really quick break right now. And when we get back, we're going to be talking to Jackie Slevin about Jackie. No, not Jackie. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Stephen. We're going to be talking about Rita. So we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. We just thought we'd give you a little bit of America on uh, West Side Story. It happens to be, I can still hear them. They just danced out the door, didn't they? (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's one of my favorite numbers from West Side Story. In case you're all wondering, you guys in the studio, I was mouthing the whole words with them. 
because I know that I know that whole musical so well from junior high grade school. And I used to sing along with it. I used to dance with it with my friend Marsha, and I used to dance to these things, you know. And it was just um, a wonderful part of my childhood, and it was really seemed a bit um, sort of um, a little kind of sophisticated music for somebody who was nine years old to really get into. But what the heck, we loved it. So anyway, Jackie Slevin is here this morning, and we're going to be talking about Stephen Sondheim and Rita Moreno. And let's where would we like to start? this morning i'd like to start with rita moreno because we just heard her voice and we just heard the power the raw power in her performance and even though it was an audio i could see her feet dancing right oh i know i mean you can <laughs> you just can hear see her those high heels going i know right. yeah right right now the first thing that jumped out at me when that no First of all, we have the birth data from Rita Moreno. It's December 11th, 1931. Right. In Huamaco, I don't know if I'm pronouncing um, yeah. this correctly, in, yeah, in Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. And there's no time for her birth. Right. So I just ran it for dawn. You know, this is just it, this is just how I learned how to do it decades ago. If you don't have the time, you could do it at noon. You could do it at dawn. It doesn't matter because if you don't have the pinpoint time, yeah. you have to round it off. So you're basically talking a sunrise chart, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. That's what I do. Too. And the first things that jumped out at me is that born on a Neptune station. Oh, she has a Neptune, Neptune Rita station. Was born on a Mercury station. Uh, and Rita Moreno was born on a Jupiter station. She has, She's born on a trifecta. Holy cow. Wow. We picked the, yeah. we picked the real gold mine here. Wow. <laughs> So yes, she has Jupiter, she has did. Neptune, and what else did she have? Jupiter, Neptune, Mercury, and Mercury. Okay, all right. Wow. Mercury, yeah, Mercury and Neptune stationed on the eleventh, and two days later, Jupiter stationed. Wow. Into wow. one horoscope, one station's bad enough. If you've yeah, got right, three, three really. I mean, I That's think of, right. I think of certain people who have three of them, like Valerie Harper had three, and and Bernie Sanders have three. But I mean, I never would have thought she would have had it. But you know, that just you know, it just says to me that she has so much energy b- bursting out oh. of her, and that is largely that Jupiter. I think is going on, don't you think? Yes, Jupiter and the Neptune is the dancing. She began <sighs> her professional career at the age of twelve. Yes. Yes. Dancing in nightclubs in New York City. And for the Jupiter station, you realize she lived in Puerto Rico until she was a little girl. Her mother left Puerto Rico with her. Right. And brought her to New York City. Okay. So Jupiter station bicultural, right? There are two, she earned, she became famous in another country. Okay. Right. right. So she far away from the place of her birth. Jupiter is long distance. That's right. So right there. Yeah. So right there we have a Jupiter whammy. And she, yeah, so Uh she went right because it's a station, stations are whammies. Yes, we know. Yes. Yeah. So she started dancing at the age of 12 professionally and never stopped. Never stopped. No, she never did. She was wonderful in that movie. She really was. She was extraordinary. Just amazing to watch. I loved your costume in that number. It was gorgeous. Oh, that that dress. (laughs) Oh, I love that dress. And swirled in that dress. 
Oh, had the, the whitest skirt I've itself. ever seen. Oh my yes. God, we're talking girly talk here right now, you know. About, oh. <laughs> but that was a beautiful dress that she wore, and it was so beautiful for the dance that she did mm-hmm. it for. It moved beautifully with her. So she, yeah, I mean, she's just had, uh, you know, an unbelievable amount of optimism in her, you know, and I think. That with her growing up in the situation that she grew up in, I kind of went through the story a little bit. And she always kind of was up against, you know, the prejudice of people against Puerto Rican people. And yes. she always just kept going, didn't she? Well, not only did she was she born on three stations, she also has a T-square to Uranus. Oh, it's well, a bit that, wide. That makes yeah, sense. So she's, yeah, so she has... Uh, Saturn at 21 Capricorn opposite Pluto at 21 Cancer, then that's exact. Right. And then she's got Uranus at 15 Aries. And that's a little wide for Pluto. But when you pull it in to Saturn like that, I'll let it slide because I would I would accept that as a T-square. Yes, I would too. So this is someone who's going to do things their way and isn't going to follow the rules. No, at all. Not even close. No. No, they're gonna they're gonna say, oh, oh these are the rules. Okay, now I'm gonna break them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of your face. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, anybody who has a strong Jupiter or Saturn and Ju- and Uranus, for instance, you already have the respect for for the existing system. I guess you would say of rules and regulations and all that. But then on the other side of it, the Uranus says, okay, now that we know the system, we're going to break the rules. We're going to go over to Uranus and hang out there for a while, you know? And Yes. It's yeah. kind of like what the Dalai Lama said, learn to break the rules. So no, learn the rules so you can break them correctly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I would say. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I've got a Saturn square Uranus in my chart, so I can get that. I can really get that. Yeah. I, yeah. My husband has that one very tight. Yeah. 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 Mine well, is you, you also Saturn square Uranus. You see that in people who embrace technology and use it to their benefit. And around the time they were born, there were great strides coming into public consciousness in technology. Right. And their families either embrace them or didn't deal with them at all. Right. Yeah. Leaving, the, the, leaving the person born with that aspect to make or break technology in their lives, if that makes any sense. Well, sure. And it would make sense that if they didn't have the one, let's say they didn't have the Uranus factor, and they had knowing darn well that they had to somehow break out of that, just instinctively they would have known that, even if they didn't know about our charter or their parents, you know, parents not even supporting that idea. But it would be somebody just backing, you know, hitting the door frame all the time until it breaks and you break through. You know, and that would be kind of like kids that would not have known they had that in them, but they definitely felt it. It was an instinctive thing to them. So that's kind of what I would see. You know, Mm -hmm. if you if you didn't follow the if you follow the rules and you had the Uranus kind of sitting in the back seat waiting for its time to go to the front seat, you know. And you're gonna, I don't know what's back there, but it's really making me nervous, <laughs> you know, kind of shaky, you know, like I really want to do something different, you know, like I want to break the rules. And then all of a sudden, bam, you're out there breaking the rules. So, yeah, that would make sense for her, you know. And uh, otherwise, you know, she wouldn't have had that drive to really make it in a, I hate to say it, in a white man's world, okay, that's pretty much the way it was back then. Exactly. She had, she, A, she was a woman. B, she was from 
of ethnic minority. Yes. That really cool. wasn't appreciated. No. Uh-uh. At that time. You know, no. It's totally different now. But in the 30s. Yeah. And in the 40s, when she was growing up. I know. <laughs> go stand over there. Okay. And then she gets <laughs> to be in going. this amazing musical all about the very thing that yes. she's gone through in her life. That's right. That's yeah. right. It would be that would have been a, a strong passion for her to be in that movie and to shake things up a lot. And not only that, she's got that Saturn in Capricorn making her a survivor, and she just had her 90th birthday. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Let me see here. I'm looking at this chart. Okay. No, it doesn't conjoin her uh, moon, I don't believe. It's white. It moon. might, it might not, because we don't have the time oh, you're of birth. Right. You're right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be close enough to, yeah. it gives her a great responsibility when she does do it. But um, yes, it would give her that inner stability. So that every time she's, you know, every time she takes a, um, a break or something, you know, or whatever, she's able to do that and then step back into it very easily. Mm-hmm. So, okay, mm-hmm. we got to take a break right now. And when we get back here, uh, we'll be talking some more with Jackie Slevin about the guys from West Side Story. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW. Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a a read, excuse me, for Energy for People and Animals by Wanda Buckner. Searching for the perfect present for people in your life? If they have pets, they would love to give certificate from an animal communicator session with uh, pet and people psychic and re... Okay. There we go. All right. So you would love to have a reading with, with Wanda. She's wonderful. I've had friends who have readings with her, and uh, they said she's just incredible. One woman who who actually brought a doggie into her life, or a kitty, I can't remember which, but, you know, she had another dog, and she was trying to get the cat, I think, to integrate, and it, she integrated perfectly with the things that Wanda taught her. So she's amazing at that. So anyway, sessions are for an hour in length and include an audio of the communication as well as clearing and balancing the anim- animal's energy field to support their health and happiness. Sessions are can be also in person in what, if you're from Olympia, Washington, or at a distance from anywhere. So if you want a reading, you can go to wandabuckner.com and select the Book Now button to purchase a gift card gift card they don't ever expire which is great so don't forget www.wandabuckner.com or call wanda at 360-491-3187 this is martha nurwalk every sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m thanks in part to the ananda institute of living yoga we cover the world of animals this week december 19th it's behavior training and healing sunday with me and talk with your animals or human loved ones on this side or the other and personal awareness coaching with natasha venter hope you can join us and plan to call in with your questions for either one of us or a personal reading on martha norwalk's animal world sunday morning 9 a.m to noon right here on alternative talk am 1150 working hard to put a smile on your face alternative talk 1150 Welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and with me today is Ms. Jackie Slevin from New York. Nope, New Jersey. I knew I'd get it. 
Anyway, so this morning we are talking about two of the people that were involved with West Side Story, the lyricist, which is uh, Stephen Sondheim, and also Rita Moreno. And I was just looking at her chart here. She's got a Pluto moon opposition. Mm. Sure does. Well, again, we don't know what her moon is. But oh, that's true. That's true. Right. Also, another thing I saw, she has Mars exalted in Capricorn conjunct Mercury at six Capricorn at the station and Capricorn is bones. And Rita Moreno is the national spokeswoman for osteoporosis. Good for her. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't ask for anything better than that. Wow. That's that, amazing. That, it, it's so, it, it, when you see astrology working like that, right? I mean. Yeah, she's, she's so next, perfect. It's so perfect. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't have a better connection than that. You know, I you know, really can't. Yeah. So, yeah, she has a lot of Capricorn in her chart. So she's yep. very stable. You know, and yet she has the Uranus thing always kicking her heels up. I remember watching her on a, a, a show that was trying to, trying to be a, a summer summer replacement show. It was with her and another guy. He was a doctor and she was a wife, and it was kind of a cute show. But you could tell that she was just incredibly positive on the show. She wasn't negative. Her character was really positive. But I really liked her watching her on TV, so... Anyway, let's see. So do we want to start with Mr. Stephen Sondheim now? Yes, Stephen Sondheim, March 22nd, 1939 p.m. in New York City. Yeah. Okay. okay. I have a comment on this. This is something mm -hmm. I noticed. I was researching, looking through a bio on him. And it was before I even looked at the chart. I, I saw the line that there was a dispute on whether his time was 3.30 a.m. or 9 p.m. And the thing is that his mother told everybody it was at 3.30 a.m. because I guess she wanted everybody to know that she woke up in the middle of the night and gave birth to him. It was a big deal. You know, I went, oh, where's the Pluto moon aspect here? You know, I heard in that a really controlling sort of thing. But she didn't want to tell anybody that she was, you know, given birth at that time. He really was born at 9 p.m. Did you hear that story? No, I didn't. But given the other stories I read and heard about his mother, I'm not surprised. I'm not either. I mean, that was the f I mean, literally, that was before he was born. Mm -hmm. That in that whole thing with that stamped that person's soul forever with that completely did. Now, mm -hmm. he turned out extremely well considering, you know, but it really wasn't a sort of a negative situation where she didn't really want to have him at all. You know, she kind well, of that, and you can see that with the South Node on the Ascendant, yeah. and it doesn't mean that 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 she was a bad mom. Yeah, it just means that their birth did not make them ecstatic. You right. know, they exactly. weren't. <laughs> yeah, they weren't thrilled. But no, you know, no. But but the thing is, too, in time, as as time went on, he really resented her. You know, and he didn't even go to her funeral. Oh, really? Okay. No, he didn't. Yeah, and of course, um, he. You know, he went out with women, but he was gay. All right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's another sort of ripple in that particular thing, because um, it seems as though um, that would have been a fighting back or a rebellious thing that would have happened. I'm not going to date women just because my mother says I should. I'm going to date men. You know, it's kind of like saying that, you know, and so she did. He did rebel against her quite a bit in his life. And um, especially they called her Foxy. Well, she called herself Foxy. She oh. named herself Foxy. And 
He also ended up supporting her as an adult. Yeah, that makes un- sense. Until, she, yeah, he had a supporter too. Of course he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. anything she could get from him. Because she's a Pluto moon there, you know. What does that show in a birth chart? It's usually a lot of energy stealing on the part of the parent. That's a very good point. Energy stealing, trauma, crisis connected to the mother. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking about a real energy stealing psychic vampire all the way right down to her toenails. And he didn't really need that. He needed to have something else. But I think... He was able to, when he wrote the lyrics for West Side Story, he dug pretty deep when he wrote those. Those are pretty powerful, very powerful words that he said. Oh, extremely. You know, you know and so he he would probably dig down very deep in his soul to pull those out. And where he got them from, he just look at mama. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I hate to say that about anybody who's passed away, but... Um, I I really see the the remarkable impact that that woman had on his life from an early age. I mean, before he was born, for crying out loud. I well, know. another indication is that he has Leo on the midheaven, and in traditional astrology, the midheaven rules the mother. Yes. Oh, because okay. the midheaven the midheaven is your first boss. Okay. It's how you relate to authority and who's your first boss, but your mother, right? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. 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 So, and, and the, the, I see the point opposite the midheaven. Well, that's your father. That's your DNA. That's your tribe. Okay. All right. But, but the person who controls you, your first, the first controlling factor mm-hmm. is your mother. And in this case, it's the son. He has the son on the midheaven, which is show business. Hello. Yeah. But also his son is exalted in the fifth house okay. yeah. of egocentric behavior. And the son is feral. He has feral son. It's not aspected. It's not in Ptolemaic aspect. Oh my gosh, it's not aspecting anything at all? Wow. Okay, no wonder he was able no. to work so well. No. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, it, not, not only that, is that the mom was, the feelings were not connecting there. No, not you at see, all. You see, his mother had a very, yeah, it was feral. So yeah. it was wild and not connected. And so he feral? did not connect. F-E-R-A-L? Correct, you know, like a cat, a feral planet. Oh, okay. I love feral planets. Like a feral animal. We can do a whole show on them. You know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Feral, I've never heard of that term being applied to that, and it makes a whole lot of sense. Oh, that's too. A, that's a traditional astrology term. I just learned feral. something today, folks. When it, yeah, when there's no, when there's no aspects, the yeah. moderns call it, it's a non-aspected planet, and they apply psychology to it. But the traditional astrologers said. It's a feral planet, and think of a feral cat or a feral dog. Right, yeah. They're not necessarily bad or mean or no, cruel. They're just not connected to anything. Right, there's yeah. missing links there, oh, right? Oh, got it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It's feral. It has to be treated very carefully. Oh, yeah, and it can take any it's... sort of direction it wants to. It will right. not go, it'll not do anything that anybody ever expects them to do. Right. And yeah. in this case, it rules sometimes midheaven and a feral energy, feral energy takes on a life of its own. It's got to cope right. on its own. Yeah. Right. It has to figure out its own way. Yeah. And Sondheim certainly did that. He didn't follow any rule book nope. for putting on musicals. No. And he, it's part of fortunes there. Yeah. He pretty much paid attention to what was in front of him. 
and he went he forward. He his own trail. I yeah. like a true Aries. Yeah, that's really true, you know. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it and his obviously his really. I'm trying to look at other things here that indicate the musical. Okay, Mars and Pisces, sure. And then he has Mercury and Pisces too. That makes sense. So he's thinking about it a lot, you know. And you know, it it pretty much says. And of course, the Leo on the Medheaven is simply simply says he would be probably be center stage when he would get to the top of where he needed to go with his career. He'd be center stage. And he yes. And he was. Yeah, with he certainly was. He also has Mercury and Jupiter, a mutual reception. Oh. So he could take ideas and run with them. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He has Mercury and Jupiter, a mutual reception by a sign. And what's extraordinary well, the first thing I looked at in this chart is that Rita Moreno's Neptune. Right. That's that that she has in a stationary position oh. is opposing sometimes Mars. Oh. So he got her Neptune going. <laughs> he drove I that bet Neptune. He did. <laughs> he just have yeah, room, room. Like, yeah, with those lyrics, I think I go back to San Juan. I mean, come on, he got her going. Those yeah. dancing feet. I bet he did. Boy, howdy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing when you show aspects between people, you know, people yes. that they associate with, you know, or a really long time association or friendship. It's amazing what shows in a dual chart together. When you do two yeah. charts together, you see amazing stuff happening. Well, also, Sondheim also has a T squared of Uranus. Uh-huh. These are two free spirits here yes. because yes. he's got Saturn opposing Pluto and they both square Venus yep. and Aries, yeah. right? Now, Rita Moreno's Uranus is right on his Aries, is right on his Venus. Well, so okay. you've got a hand in, gl- so they stimulated each other's free thinking independence. Oh, boy, I mean, the adrenaline must have been, I mean, just imagine, it's incredible. imagine the exhilaration of that production when a curtain call, right? I mean, when everybody's blood pressure is up so high, I mean, just think of that. I mean, Yes, I know what the yeah. curtain call is. I, not, I don't think she did. Yeah. She ever do it on Broadway? Yes. Oh, she did. Okay, I wasn't yeah, I think sure. She was, yeah, I think yes. I'm I'm ninety percent certain she did. I'm not one hundred percent, but I'm quite sure that she did. Okay. I don't think Natalie Wood did it on Broadway. Okay, no, I she didn't. No, she did but I think Rita Moreno did. Okay, and I also remember seeing a revival of uh, the original cast, uh, Tony Mordente, who was in the movie. He was also, he was in the uh, Broadway production. Oh, okay. And he was being interviewed. He was being interviewed on some talk show. And I think it was he and somebody else who were in the original production said, when it ended at the first night, when the show ended, mm-hmm. the first, on opening night on Broadway, oh, people were so stunned. Yes. People were so shocked. They didn't, they, nobody even applauded at first because they were just frozen oh yeah in their seats <laughs> i remember then, feeling that way after the first time i saw the movie i remember yes, i was crying my eyes it, out yeah imagine seeing it live imagine seeing it live and yes and i'm getting chills just thinking about it and yeah they me said too. The people couldn't they were frozen to their chairs but then after like 15 to the 
the roar of the place just yeah. they, people were jumping up on their feet and yeah. crying and jumping. He had never seen anything like it in his life. I know. I would imagine. I mean, just the, the time. I mean, it's like I hear all that music and it stopped at that point. And, and here comes the overflow of the music that are still hitting the people that they've, they've mm-hmm. just heard. Right. And they're yes. kind of going, what the heck happened to me? You know, and it, that's right. That's and then, right. Bam. It hit them. You know, they had a catharsis. Is yeah, what they had. It was an extraordinary piece of music. It. So oops, yes, we get to take another break here. Wow, we okay. So when we get back, we're going to talk some more about probably Stephen Sondheim and other people and the Venus retrograde and anything else we can talk about. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And with me this morning is Ms. Jackie Slevin. We've been having a great time talking about West Side Story. I tell you, I could do 10 shows on that. I really could. I mean... I was, you know, I was telling everybody, and I've told you too, how involved I was in that music at nine years old. Who knew, you know, that that one piece of music, that whole thing that was played. I mean, we couldn't even see the movie then. It was against the policy to let us little kids in the movie. I didn't even see it till I was in college, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. Oops, she's not. We can't hear. Her. I guess it was a. 1213 when I saw it the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It hit early for some reason, you know, and it was a very mature, de- dealing with a very mature subject, obviously, about discrimination, but also sexuality and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And what? it's Romeo and Juliet adapted to New York City. That's correct. Yeah. You so it. there you go. I mean, yeah. it's, it was very controversial, although Shakespeare did not interject race or anything like that and then and there was a switchblade flight but but there were swords there was sword play and almost sure. all shakespeare so yeah, i mean they kind of violence it. yes yeah yeah so i mean but it was very iconic as far as archetypal for a lot of people which is why Absolutely. it made such an impact on people hit them right where they live you know and it seems like the more a movie gets into the archetypal part of ourselves where the stuff is written down you know, and the, you know, the way our programming works and the archetypes talk about the programming and the programming shows up in a movie. Oh, whoa, that's incredible. Yes. That's because that. it puts the characters on your doorstep. Yeah. And you're looking right at them. And yeah, you, I mean, people knew people. I mean, if you were watching that movie, you knew people like Maria and Tony. Oh, sure. Right. I mean, <laughs> well, I didn't at nine, but, you know, I can I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, I knew people like uh, the uh, the guy who owned the candy store. I mean, there were candy store oh, owners sure. like that near where I lived. And yeah, I mean, that was 
very relatable yeah because i grew up outside new york city that's right yeah you were right around it because we're way over on the other side of the country but it still hit hit my friend and i so hard you know when we you know um we always were complaining that we could never go see it we wanted to see it so bad but you know, we had the we had the music. I had the piano music. I learned that on the piano, and then mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I had to do it any way I could get it. And then you know, hearing it on uh, on the stereo, we got the actual stereo um, copy of it, and um, we were dancing all over the basement in her house, just like they did. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were veritable <laughs> jets and sharks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. When you're a jet, you're Jet, jet all the way. way. You bet. Yeah. I didn't know which I was a shark or a jet. I think I was a shark because uh-huh. I was darker than my friend. She had red hair. <laughs> so anyway, um, it was kind of fun. And, you know, she and I absolutely obsessed about it. <laughs> Just a little bit of internet trouble, it seems Something like, with Jackie. Else. Should Lady be restored Moreno's shortly. North Node. What's that? I'm sorry. Say that again. Say it again. Uh, it seems like we're having some internet trouble right now with Jackie. Yeah. Hopefully it'll come back soon. I'm getting signaled. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we Can have some. We have some little blips going on here in the uh, in the in the internet. So we're just. How are you? Are you okay? <laughs> so she's just not really working too good. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you no, now. No, you're not hearing me. Yeah, you're not moving that oh, okay. well. Okay, oh. now you're back in it again. Oh, here I am. Yes, okay. yay, you're All here. Right. Okay. Oh. Go ahead. So that uh, I noticed that Rita Moreno's North Node is right on Sondheim's Sun. Oh, is it? Oh, how, yes. how convenient. Okay. Yes, Yeah. very convenient. So they, they clicked immediately. Yes, I would imagine they did instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet they. I bet they got along really well. I bet they did because, mm-hmm. um, because I know that she really loved him a lot. And you know, he was, he was so. Um, I was thinking, reading back in his history in the bio that I was reading about him, he just everything he did just lit up. You know, he'd do it and it would come come true. You know, he would. He started working with Oscar Hammerstein with music theory and all, and actually playing the piano. You know, and he worked with some of the most amazing people on the planet. And, and eventually he ended up in li- being a lyricist, you know, because yes. he had the words. The music was there, too, because he wrote a lot of music for stuff, too, like a little night music. You know, he had all that kind of stuff, too. Yes. But, but he had a, such a, yeah. yeah, he had a really amazingly varied career. He did a lot of different things. So um, he was just fabulous. So anyway, okay, let's change the topic a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Venus retrograde. Oh, God, I'm not looking forward to this. You know, I have a Venus conjoined the North Node in my chart. It's not retrograde, but it's, it's an important part in my chart. It's kind of like when I do Venus, everything else seems to work okay. So um, I just kind of, you know, Venus retrograde, what is that going to do? It's going to shorten my money down, I bet. But maybe not. But, you know, it's kind of a, um, happens for every, what was it, 100 and how many days between the times it's, do you know? I don't recall now. I'd have to look that up, how often Venus goes retrograde. I think it's like. It's um, once every couple of years or something like that. Right. I think I'd said 319 days or something like that. I don't remember. 
Okay, and this is going to be around for five weeks. And so um, for those people that are Venusians, that are Tauruses or Librans, or somebody who has a fair amount of Libra or, you know, Venus energy in their chart, this is going to affect them, isn't it? Yes, and it squares my Neptune. The station on Venus is squaring my Neptune. It's okay. taking me right out of my comfort. It, when you're, Venus retrograde takes people out of their comfort zone. Right. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, true. Because yeah. you can't be as comfortable as you want to be, and yeah. your comfort zone is disrupted, and right. you can't get the food you want, and you can't get the TV stations that you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, that, even though that that's more mercury or, or the pillows aren't right right, right. but, but there, there's something uncomfortable okay about it for for people who are strongly venusian okay that makes sense my mom had venus retrograde and um she was a portrait painter and an extremely good one too so my feeling is we, we've talked about the stationary planets and, you know, even though it isn't, I don't think stationary, it's still retrograde. So it's taking on a bit more impact than anything else is in her chart. So it's, you know, I've heard said it's like going back in time and repeating something from her previous lifetime. I don't know if I agree with that, but I do think that the, the Venus lesson in a retrograde Venus person's chart is extremely potent. It's very powerful for them. You know, well, if they're artists, they do something historic yes it, it puts a historic spin on anything venusian sure it seems to be more universal it seems people get it now my favorite musician bruce hornsby also has a venus retrograde in his chart everybody around me seems to have it but me but you know um it is and his music is well it's very interesting it's kind of a combination of a lot of different styles he has a Mar mars and aquarius in the sixth house it makes sense you know he's very very varied all over the map, and he likes to talk about rebellious stuff. So, well, you know, but <clears throat> but his sound and his unusual piano playing is, um, and it goes all over the, the different styles out there. But, you know, the Venus part of him is, um, it's interesting. It's next to Saturn, and it's next to Mercury, and it's next to his moon, all in Scorpio, <laughs> all in the third house. So those are things that if I were him, I'd be talking about it <laughs> because that'll help him figure out what the heck's going on with them. So anyway, so um, anyway, I think that um, it's interesting to see my mother and I didn't realize it until well after she died that she had Venus retrograde. But oh, my God, I would watch her paint and she painted portrait portraits of people and they were yeah. like literally verbatim. They were sitting there posing and you look at the person, they you can tell, you know, you know, they're so yes. accurately portrayed, you know, so, so perfect, you know. And um, I remember she did a portrait of my grandmother and she gave it to me. And I'm so glad I have it because it's beautiful. It looks just like her, of course. But um, yeah. And and the thing of it is with and she was, oh, by the way, she was also a Taurus. So we have okay. the, the emphasis yeah. of a little bit more of the Venus side in her. And there was always issues of self-worth and self-value were always a big issue for her. She had a really big weight problem, which is very common for Torians to have. Mm -hmm. And um, it was tough for her. You know, she had a tough life. But um, she created so much beauty. And you see, sewed her own, designed her own clothing. You can just see that how they extended outwards from you know, the, just the one thing in the Venus, but just the painting, she would go on, you know, 
She'd make up her own patterns and she'd design her own clothing. She, was, she just Very did creative. it. Yep, she did color analysis. She taught me how to do it. She didn't. She didn't even have to be trained at it. She knew what was going on with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, I got to see firsthand how a stationary Venus works, you know, living with my mom. So it was very cool. Was she around people who were not creative, and she was left to her own devices to create? Not really. My dad, that she was, you know, obviously married to for forty-seven years. He was also an artist. He's also a portrait. No, but I mean, I mean, in your mother's childhood, were her parents not uh, artistic? Let me think here. Um, I think my grandmother was very, very creative. I can't remember if she painted anything. It seemed like she might have at some point in her life, but um, it it was. Uh, they were both uh, foreign. Uh, they were both from uh, England and Scotland, from my my grandparents were, and um, it seemed like. My mother, my grandmother was very supportive of her and the stuff that she did. She was so proud of her daughter, the painting mm-hmm. that she did. Yeah. And I don't know about her dad. Her dad was, that was a funny situation. So, um, and it had, there was a lot of stuff that happened at the end of her life that I don't want to get into, but she, um, she had a really hard time really liking herself, you know, and it was really sad because she had such wonderful gifts. She really did. Well, that's often the case. That's why I asked because Venus retrograde have people with Venus retrograde have issues of valuing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They could be excellent, but they don't get that they are. They they just think it's normal for them to do that. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I I find it interesting with Bruce Hornsby having a Venus retrograde. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Because maybe I'd say maybe he was around parents. Maybe he was not exposed to a lot of music. Maybe his parents had no talent or no appreciation in music whatsoever. So he just had to go figure it out by himself. Well, that's possible. But I think his dad played clarinet. I think he was a musician. I don't think his mother was. But I think his dad, I kind of read up on his history. It's curious. As soon as I started doing his chart, then I had to look up his history, see what it it sort of said. Mm -hmm. But um, he's very closed-mouthed about talking to people about what's really going on with him. I would try to get him on this show. That was not going to even fly at all. Really? But, oh, sure. He wouldn't talk. He said, are you going to talk about astrology on the show? Well, probably that's what the show's about. He says, well, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I could, I'd feel funny. I went, well, he does have a Saturn-Mercury conjunction, too. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went, oh, you know. But that's a whole other story. But his, his Venus... Um, is played out in such so many interesting ways in Scorpio, by the way. So it's it's an interesting thing. So I kind of like to watch, or if I'm if I know there's a retrograde period coming, like it is right now, I kind of like to watch people who have that particular feature in their chart and ask them what's what's the deal with that. You know, what do you what is your life like? You know, what is your creative life like? Because there's just so much that seems to go into the retrograde because um, it's after, after a retrograde is finished and goes direct, that means when it's direct and you're born on that, that, that particular station, that means Venus is freed out of those encumbrances that it was under the retrograde, right? Absolutely. At that point, Venus is lit up like, like the Las Vegas strip. You see, it's <laughs> coming on like gangbusters. That's right. Yeah. Because I'm going to show off what I got. See, the symbol 
Right, but the symbol for retrograde is an R with a line through it, and that's the symbol for a prescription. Oh, yes. All right, so the planet, yeah, the planet's sick, and it needs a little bit of medicine. That's right. So you, yeah, so, <laughs> so if you have something retrograde, that needs a dose of something. Yes, it does. And it's not necessarily bad. Everybody needs a dose of something yeah. every once in a while. It just yeah. needs to be learning to be complete in some ways, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I really think that. Okay. Yeah. We got to take another break right now. When we get back, we're going to be finishing up with Ms. Jackie Slevin. We'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read, excuse me, for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent in Washington and Oregon, helping people obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays for final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. Now, remember, even though the existing enrollment, open enrollment, is done as of the 15th of uh, December, there's another one coming up next month. I'm not sure which one this has to do with, but you should contact Susan to find out what it is it's for the whole month of January. Okay, so if you want to get a hold of Susan, you can contact her at the Medicare Exchange, and then also her phone number is 253-318-9379 for an appointment, or you can email her at sbergstromamericanseniorbenefits.com. This is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show, and did you know that I do private astrological readings? If you have issues or problems in your life that plague you, perhaps an astrological reading would be just the ticket. I've had more than 30 years experience in astrology, and there isn't much I haven't seen, so I know I can help you. You can contact me at 206-816-0546 or go to EileenGrimes.com to make an appointment. Thank you very much, and I'll see you soon. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we have on with us Ms. Jackie Slevin, who she and I have had fun today. We've talked about all sorts of stuff. But, you know, um, with everything that's probably turning around in the sky, and Neptune just went direct, what was it, how many weeks ago? Uh, December 1st. December 1st? It seems like it's a lot shorter time than that, actually. But, Mm -hmm. you know. But you you have your ascendant at 20 degrees Pisces, right? 23, and it's stationed right on my ascendant. And on that day, I had a second surgery on my knee. I wanted it on the 8th. I didn't want a surgery on the day of the station, but they couldn't take me on the 8th. So I had surgery on the day that Neptune was stationing on my ascendant. Well, well, did it turn out okay? Yes, it did. You didn't fall asleep when you were doing it, right? Oh, I was general anesthesia. (laughs) Oh, well, there you go. You (laughs) fell asleep, but I was thinking about them. (laughs) Oh, good. No, they didn't fall asleep. Oh, good. I I couldn't complain. No, that's good. Yeah, right. Yeah. But that's yeah, that's how it affected me right on my phys- right on my point of my physical body. Yeah, that's... I had surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you and I both have been dealing with Neptune. We've been talking about mm-hmm. this every now and then. I have Pisces Sun at twenty one degrees of Pisces, and it's been at twenty degrees Pisces way too long, and it's still there now. 
It's been doing it for about two, two and a half months. It's been at that one degree, maybe. That's mm-hmm. a good guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's been, uh, I mean, half the time I'm sleeping. But, you know, what else do you do under a Neptune transit? You know, Right. And, <laughs> what else no, that's is very there common. <laughs> yeah, when Neptune's transiting, your son, a friend of mine had that, and she would sleep like, 14 hours every night yeah. while Neptune was on her son. She yeah. could stop sleeping. Yeah, I felt the same way. And, yeah. you know, and the thing is, I also got a COVID booster shot on October 23rd. I was right in the middle of that, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I was actually sort of sickish for about a month from that. You know, it extended because my blood sugar went sky high you know, during that, and it didn't come down for a good three weeks after my shot. Oh. Yeah, it was scary. So, um, I should say so. I had to go to the doctor and said, what the heck is going on here? And I told him, well, I know it's Neptune, but I, it couldn't be doing all of that. But, you know, but it was just fluctuating all over the place because I'm diabetic, so i got to watch that stuff. So he gave me an increase in the dosage that I take my insulin, and that helped. So about a week later, I was normal. So I just needed to up my dose of that. But I didn't know. But that's what it did. And I, I figure part of that was the the booster shot plus Neptune combined, you know, to have all those things add up together. Because yes. I felt extremely lethargic. But I noticed my 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 in, intuition was just spot on everywhere. You know. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Oh. The psychic flashes I've been having have become extraordinary. Oh, me too. And, yeah. I'm I know. still getting them. It's still at twenty, by the way. It won't be out yes, until next month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna hold my, you know, hold myself down and hopefully stay in one place. You know, so don't float off into the universe, which is a temptation right now. It's 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 almost being uncomfortably psychic. You know, I it, I don't want to I don't want to feel this sometimes. You I, know? I don't either. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and and the thing is, you look at yourself. You try to figure out what your identity is, and everything all the way down the pike when it comes to a Neptune transit. You're wondering if you made the right decision being an astrologer. You know, it's just like, and it comes up every day. You know, I thought, oh, just. Just leave me alone, please. I'm I'm doing this my own way. But Neptune doesn't care. He wants to do it his way, mm-hmm. her way, whatever. If he's a girl or a guy, I don't know. But anyway, so. <laughs> but, you know, Neptune is a, and play the thing that we have made here. Today's show is powered by Neptune. <laughs> 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 he plays that every now and then when I get lost in space. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, yeah, he made that a couple of weeks ago. Thank you so much, dear. That's so cute. <laughs> anyway, it's a little little sound thing. So anyway, so um, I think it's just about time to let you go. Is there anything you want to say that we want to finish off this uh, whole session with? Well, I want to wish everybody a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And all wonderful things and yule logs and good cheer and good family get togethers and that's just a, have a ball. Yeah, that's great. And I'd like to do the same thing for everybody here in this area. So thank you so much, Jackie, for being here. And we'll do it again soon, of course. My pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime, Eileen. I love it. Thank you so much. Okay. We'll be seeing you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh.
Okay, so anyway, let's get over here to the in interesting little things that we're doing here. We're, um, I'm not doing anything right now promotional-wise, but um, it's kind of interesting to look at what's happening in the universe right now. With the Venus going retrograde tomorrow, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. And, you know, it's just it's kind of interesting when we have things like this happen, you know, and we have to kind of see where the energy takes us. So anyway, um, I also have the uh, the horoscope feature on every Monday. We oh, we get a whole new set of those up about noon, and um, I do it every week, and that's on 1150kknw.com. Okay, let's see. What else have we got in here? Okay, I think that's about it. And how much time we got there, Nathan? Uh, just about three minutes left here. That but figures. we do need to remind people that next week, yes. uh, during this time, we have the Scandinavian Hour Christmas special running. So, unfortunately, the show for Jupiter Rising is going to be taking the week off. and then, But we will be back for the show on the new year. Yes, right. And that show is going to be having Mr. Matt Che on it. And he's a really good person to have for the beginning of the year. We start our whole new habits and all our new things that we're going to be doing around the new year. And we bring on, on Matt because he has a, a very interesting way of looking at life, the way you look at people, treating people fairly, pe treating people equally, you know, and he writes stories about that. So, I mean, it's it's a, the best type of person to have on. I thought right away it would be really good to have him on. And then the following week, we're going to have on Mr. Michael C. Press. He's coming back on the next week. It's been a while since he was here. I know. You really like him. Yeah, he's really a good good musician. He'll be playing songs that he's written. But also, we just have a good metaphysical conversation when he comes down here. So, and I can't remember, we have somebody on the 18th, too, and I can't remember who it was. Oh, well, I'll, I'll remember in a couple of weeks. <laughs> anyway, um, I think, oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, I, I had somebody booked in for that date, but I can't remember who it is. I should have brought my schedule. Anyway, believe it or not, we have someone scheduled on that third week in January. So, anyway, um, hope you guys have a great Christmas. And, and it's like I said, we won't be here next week. We'll have Scandin. And I'm not going to even tempt myself to start doing a Scandinavian accent here. I just won't do it because it's not very nice. But anyway, Scandinavian um, music is going to be here. I guess it's going to be most of the day, isn't it? Yeah, Christmas it? special will be running from 9 to 2. 9 to 2, okay. On Christmas Day. Okay, that's really nice. You know, give us a break here, too, to whatever we're doing. You don't have you have to be here, right? I'll still be here. I got a couple shows still I need to run and make sure everything is on the air and stuff like that. But okay, we'll be in good hands. Oh, that's good. Good to hear that. Okay, great. Okay, so anyway, that's it for us today. It's now time to do it, right? Yeah, we can start signing off. Or do you have any New Year's resolutions um, that you've nailed down, or are you still working on those? Well, I think I maybe have one. I need to get my life in order and uh, get myself really focused in on my business and focused in on really getting out astrology out into the real world because it needs to be. There's so many things it can be used for and it's fabulous. So what can I say? So there's the music kids and we're going to see you a week after next on the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.